Happy Monday, everyone. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. We're so excited to bring you a special beauty episode. Today, we have two guests, one specializing in hair and one in makeup. We hope you enjoy these two interviews. We are so excited for our guest, Melissa Hoyle. Melissa is a hairstylist and haircutting specialist in the LA area. Pre-quarantine, Melissa chopped locks at Spoken Wheel. She specializes in framing a face, evolving your fringe, and believes your hair is a fabric. I found Melissa because she brought my 60s, 70s chic style dreams to life with a modern twist. She brings true art and style to a classic cut. Welcome, Melissa. Hello. So, Melissa, how have things been moving into practicing beauty and servicing clients during this new world? You know, it's interesting. I think having the space and the time to kind of just like dive inward and to see why you really love your industry and like what really inspires you and gets you motivated has been priceless. Like having the time to do that and then kind of weaving and like riding the wave of what this looks like for our industry so more one-on-one with people i think like elongating your services regardless if you're doing like house calls or if you're in a salon whenever we went back to the salon for five weeks it was nice because we had to elongate our services so we had more one-on-one time so we could really dive into what our client is looking for like what do they want to represent with the frame of their being, which is what a haircut is, right? Mm -hmm. Do they want to cover their face? Do they want to open it up? Like how do they wear their hair during zoom meetings? Like you kind of have to look at different angles, right? Of like what it is that's going to make somebody feel beautiful that you are contributing to and you are designing for them. Um, I think the time has been great for me personally, but also I think in our industry, it helps us realize like how much we are in service. Like we really do depend on like having people sit in our chair, you know, like regardless if you're prepared or not for it. So I think it really shows the community and everything. And for me, it's been really great and inspiring to have this time. Do you think that there's been like new trends for haircuts? Like you said, the Zoom meeting thing? How can there not be, right? <laughs> People aren't cutting their bangs or they're doing a really bad job of cutting their hair. And you're like, oh gosh, I have to redo this now. Yeah. So I think everyone has just grown out. So if you had like a nice mid-length like French bob, now you're rocking a collarbone, like really pretty chic style. My client, Sarah, she just posted on her Instagram. Like I haven't uh-huh. cut her hair since January and we did like this beautiful bob. And she's like, I'm loving it. It's at the collarbone now and I'm going to keep growing. So wow. I think you just have to like navigate what it means to have a haircut that can grow into a style at any stage. And that's really the beauty of a true mastery cut or color. Like the transition is so seamless. So like, I mean, even with you, Shannon, with your bangs, like we had it longer. And then as soon as we cut it, it just like reopened up like this yeah and you're like wow there i am (laughs) but a lot of my clients that used to have like the bangs up here now they're rocking like this beautiful like wing fringe so now they're just kind of elongating like their style into something a little bit more effortless less like high maintenance right um some of my girls they wanted videos to know how to cut their bangs because they wanted to keep their bangs so i like (laughs) we were gonna ask you about that 
Googled some YouTube and sent it over. I don't have things, I can't do like a little model on myself. So I just was like, here, go for it. Whatever we need to do, we'll fix it. Wow. So if they can't, if girls can't get to the salon, you would suggest YouTube videos or what would you suggest? I would suggest you reach out to your stylist, kind of collaborate and have a conversation and see what you want to move into. Do you want to take a lot of drastic hair off or do you want to elongate and like maybe grow, but it's looking a little unkept or needs to be polished a little bit. You're just feeling like frumpy because nobody's touched your hair in six months. Some of my clients have just like done the thing. They like sent me a video and they're like, I think I want to cut it. It's like, go for it. Like, just be careful. Like, you know what you're going to do. Like if there's a problem, Call me. We'll do a house call. Oh my God. Uh, Do you have to buy special scissors? I mean, I'm not going to do it, Melissa, but (laughs) our scissors as professionals range from like $500 to like $2,000 per pair. Wow. It depends on the quality of the metal, if it's like a Japanese shear or like whatever. So you're not going to (laughs) get. quality scissors but you can get like a little kit on amazon i don't know how great it is but i know it like probably doesn't bend the hair when it like cuts so i mean at your own risk oh my gosh i love that you encouraged your clients to cut them when they wanted to because i know with uh, hair colors they said don't touch your hair at all because there's some people i know that they won't even fix it too if you did your own box color i think colors different like obviously i'm a cutting specialist colors different because I mean, if you're putting metallic store-bought dyes on it, it is a lot of work to get out. And the hair is very porous. Like, there's so many things that can go wrong. Your hair can absorb, like, that first pigment that's in it. And it could be, like, super dark, like, five shades darker than what you wanted. So it's just, that is a lot scarier. Like, there's the, like, at-home professional kits. Like I know Spoken Will, we put together color kits for our clients. So we use a Veda color. So you customize every single thing. Like you don't have a pre-mixed box. Like you literally add yellow or gold or blue or like whatever pigment. So we we customize a color kit, but like you basically come pick up your color. You have to apply it within like an hour because it oxidizes. And then you have like your like as professional as you can have color. Oh, that's pretty cool. A little bit more dangerous, I think, (laughs) color versus cut. Mm -hmm. Cut, it's like, okay, air on the conservative side. Like, don't go too drastic because you don't want, like, tension. So, like, if you're pulling your bangs and cutting, it's going to bounce. So, it's like you really have to, like, be conservative and do everything zero gravity. But if you have a, a hairstylist that knows how to talk you through that, most of us educate, like, within our salon so we know how to talk you through a haircut it's a little different as long as you have hand-eye coordination (laughs) yeah which is something i definitely don't have my mom took out her her kitchen scissors and she tried to cut my bangs i said we're not we're not doing that today you're like we're good we're good we're gonna wait (laughs) so that's interesting you mentioned like not pulling down on the bangs so what other like quick tips for girls trying to cut their own bangs would you give quick tips would be you want to blow dry everything smooth So like a wrap dry, for example, like we talk about this, Shannon, you blow dry straight down and then you go diagonal across, you're coming from behind and then diagonal the other way. So you're basically wrapping the hair against your head shape. That's going to create this natural like curve and then it's just going to be flat and then you can wing it out like vertical and back. So you basically want to blow dry your bangs, how you wear them before you cut them. And then you can like 
hold like a fine tooth comb or a wide tooth, depending on if you want tension or not control. And then you're going to like hold it out and then you can just go in and like point cut this way. But you're kind of just want to point cut back and forth until you get that natural like conservative length up a little bit. And then the corners, you can over direct or you can hold them out and kind of point cut them out. You're holding the scissors upright versus vertical. Yeah, you're not going like this. Oh, okay. Going. Vertical. Yeah, and you're point cutting. So slide diagonal just to get some length. If you go straight up and down, you're not going to get any length off. You're just going to cut into the hair. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Oh, wow. The way I cut is I do things intentionally. I'm not going to go in and cut a strong line if I want it to be soft. I'm going to yeah. go in and cut a soft line. So most of the time when you're cutting your own bangs, you are going to want to do something a little bit more natural because it's not your usual, right? Like you're not practiced at it. So you're going to go in and just like barely cut. Oh, wow. That is so different than what I would have expected to do. Do you, I've seen like some girls, like 13 year old girls on YouTube, like pull their hair out, twist it and then cut horizontal would you ever suggest that or no? Yeah, I think like you have to know what you're going to create, right? So think about that. Think about twisting the hair and cutting a line. It's going to be kind of all over the place and jagged. Um, so you have to think about like, what are you creating with that result? So funny you say that because I actually was cutting my boyfriend's hair <laughs> this weekend. And FaceTime me. You <laughs> have, but I cut horizontal oh, no. and I was like oh gosh so then I started cutting like diagonal like you said and I noticed that the hair just looked smoother I was like okay I could do this and then it came out pretty good but I didn't do bangs so like that I didn't do but the other part of guy's hair I was like ah, okay I got this you can definitely do a very visual haircut and be like okay this looks good like we're good <laughs> The grow out may not be great, which is like the true test of a haircut, but and wow, can like rock it for sure. What should the wives and the girlfriends be doing in like in Brittany's situation when they're cutting the husbands and the boyfriends? Again, you have to, what is the goal? Like have some inspo pics. You need to see a vision to know like what you want to create. Like you can't just wing it and then like, I don't know, this is gonna look good. Cause you want to know like, okay, I want it to be a little bit like above the brow. I want it to sweep off his face. So usually if it's like a longer mid-length, you would like want to create like a horseshoe section to get the top out of the way. And you're going to address everything that falls below the occipital, like back here and then the re recession right here. So then diagonal going back is going to be softer. And then you can pull the top and you just connect it with horizontal sections going out to connect that. And then you're going to connect all of it and pull it straight up to make sure you're cross-checking. And then clean up around the like ears. If you're doing something super short, you need to watch the videos like three or four times. You really, really like get in there, clipper, clipper over comb, and make sure like you tilt their, the biggest thing is tilt their head away from you because you can serve length. So if you're here and you just go straight up and their head shape, you're following their head shape and it's not like an oh. even head shape, you're going to take a corner off. And then it's going to go in and you're kind of going to get like a light bulb effect. Oh my God. If I showed you my boyfriend's hair, you'd probably be like, oh gosh, what did she do? <laughs> That's so, it's so interesting. I never thought. No, I wouldn't. I didn't know. I mean, he loved it. You better give him the hair vitamins to make it grow back. <laughs> I literally told him, I mean, he loved his hair and he was like showing all his friends on Zoom. <laughs> 
But I'm like, oh gosh, like if someone who actually knew how to cut hair saw this, I was like, oh gosh, like. <laughs> oh. Well, there, well, honestly, there's so many, um, there's such a wide range of hair cutters, right? So like some people like Zoom all day long, right? They're busting out like just faded haircuts. Other people more like in the styling, like refinement. So it's just, it just depends. Like, so it really, I probably be like, Oh, cool. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's what he wanted. Oh my God. I could probably see where there's some refinement, but yeah, <laughs> no, there probably is. I've never thought of like the true testament of a good haircut being how it grows out. Yeah. Time. Wow. I mean, I always have to get a haircut because my hair dies. The ends. The it's ends. So split. But you also heat style. Yes. There's like factors, right? There's factors that go into it and your curl texture and you have hair that's compromised because you color it. Like there's so many factors. Whereas like if we never did anything to our hair from little girl, like being little, not like doing anything, we yeah. probably could go longer because our hair texture wouldn't be so compromised. So what would be like a daily routine for your hair would you would you suggest? Just for your like for uh someone just a young teen or a young female would you say what would you be like is like a daily routine that they should go through for just having a healthy hair during this quarantine times? Actually, when we reopened for five weeks, my clients that came in, it's the healthiest I've ever seen their hair because they weren't heat styling. They weren't doing all the manipulation on the hair texture. So like, like I say, like hair is a fabric. So if you're constantly burning it or ironing it or like whatever, you're like compromising the texture. So not doing anything has been great for everybody, honestly, for their hair. Um, I think like it depends on what your lifestyle routine is. Everybody's different. If you work out, if you, um, want your hair to be with volume. If you want it to be more like smooth and more condensed, that kind of is going to give you where you're going to live in your maintenance. So everything's like customizable for somebody. Um, I would say do a great shampoo. When you shampoo, you're only shampooing where your hair is oily. So you're only shampooing your roots. You're not manipulating the hair down here with shampoo because this has been on your head. This is already dry. This is where you need conditioner. So where you're oily, so like you're putting shampoo in your hands, lather it, and then you're gonna go in and like massage it, almost like you would if like somebody was doing your hair at the salon. Massage, massage, massage until it lathers all where it's oily. And then you're gonna rinse it really well, wring out the extra water, um, kind of like a squeegee, and then you'll apply your conditioner, lathering it in your hands, and you're going to apply it to where your hair is dry, starting at the ends, moving up, and then not going all the way to the root because you just removed oil. So why would you put oil back on your roots? Okay. If your hair is dry and you need a little bit more attention from conditioner, say you like your hair to be smoother, then you're going to leave your conditioner in. Like I would suggest shampooing your hair right when you get in the shower, leave your conditioner in to almost kind of treat it like a mask. Put it up in a clip so you don't have all this product on your skin. So get like a claw clip, something that's like super, um, like not aggressive on your hair, like not an elastic or anything, just like a natural hair clip. 
and then leave that up until you're done with like exfoliating, shaving, all the things, and then rinse your conditioner out. And then when you get out of the shower, instead of taking the towel and roughing up your cuticle, you want to work in a direction that's going to be better for the result that you want. So you're just going to like put your towel on your head and blot it. And again, like pull it back almost like a ponytail and then wrap the towel around it like hot dog style and squeegee your water out. Then you would want to apply your product before you brush it because your product, even if you're doing like a leave-in or a liquid gel to help with your texture, that's going to be your slip. So then when you're brushing your hair, you're not ripping it out. And so that way you're not manipulating your hair again. You're working all with the direction that you want your hair to go. And then when I brush my hair, I don't brush it all the way back. I literally let it fall and then I brush it straight down to where I want to wear it. So I brush it here, brush it in the back, and then I brush this down. That way I'm not ripping my hair going back and then pushing it forward again. So you're kind of working in steps that's going to help you style. So I would suggest putting, depending on your hair texture, if you need a little bit more smooth, then do more creams and oils. That's going to make your hair fall, go limp, condense. If you want your hair to have more um, definition with your natural curl pattern, you want to stick in maybe a light pliable liquid gel, liquid pomade, a volumizer spray, something that's going to help hold your curl definition depending on your hair type is that's going to give you like an idea of your products. Then you basically can comb your hair into place. I love telling my girls if they want a little curl around their face, tuck your hair after you comb it behind your ears and let it air dry like this. Because as soon as it's completely dry and you pull it back, it's going to have that perfect curl to open up at your cheekbone because of your ear. Wow. It naturally puts the like that perfect little flat wave right there. So do that. You also can like let it like lay behind so it's not as like poofy. Um, some people like to let their hair dry like 80% and then they'll pull it up in like a little loose bun. And then that gives them like that natural wave pattern too. So I would say less is more. Um, for me, I like my hair texture to be super smooth. So I'll do a blowout every three days. So I will do all the steps that I just said. Mm -hmm. And then I'll put my hair up in like a turbo like towel. So it's like a microfiber towel. So it's less aggressive. It's not, I don't suggest putting your hair in a normal towel and wrapping it up because you're pulling all this tension because it's a heavy towel. So um, I'll send you the Brent's link. Like, Brent's like, oh my God. <laughs> I've been doing it all wrong. Put it in like this turban towel. We wrap the same way. And it has a little button that connects in the back and leave it for like 10 minutes. And then when you pull it out, you just have like less moisture you have to deal with. It's not dripping. So it cuts your blow dry in half. Wow. And then I literally just take a blow dryer and I do a similar technique that I suggested with your bangs. I just wrap it on my head shape forward and back. And I go all the way around and do it straight forward. And then I wrap it all to one direction, wrap this back and forward with my fingers until it's completely dry, flipping my head over and doing all the things. I'm literally just like pushing it into place back and forth and then pulling it and drying it straight down on the cuticle. And then when I'm done, I have like my curling iron heating up the whole time while I'm blow drying. It takes me like 11 minutes. And then I pop a horizontal wave in is what I did today. And then I'll leave this for three days. So in the morning, I'll just add dry shampoo, add a dry conditioner on the ends if you need a little bit of polish and moisture because it's not as concentrated as oil, so it's not gonna make your hair look wet. So dry conditioner is like key if you have fine hair. Um, and 
If you work out, I suggest blow drying your sweat into your hair when you're done working out and then add dry shampoo after your hair is dry, not before. So then it soaks up that oil and you have that natural grit. Okay, so that changed my life. So tell them why to blow dry your hair when it's sweaty. Well, because it basically gives it that natural texture and like volume. But if you let your hair, if you let moisture dry, like not dry, but sit on your scalp, your scalp is never getting dry. So it's going to be flaky. (gasps) If you're working out, your head's going to start to itch like a couple of days after if you aren't blow drying the sweat in because that moisture and that salt from your sweat sitting on your scalp. Some people are more sensitive to it. My scalp will literally start flaking and be very itchy. So if you just blow dry the sweat in and then you put dry shampoo to soak up the oil, you have like that natural beach texture because you have to think like sweat has like salt in it, right? Yeah. I'm shook right now. (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) like literally just checking off marks i'm like wow okay gotta do this gotta do that (laughs) when i go home oh my gosh i've been doing it wrong the entire time yeah literally i sit here and have these conversations all day i know she like changed my life with these tips i just think like you're changing yeah no you're just changing my life but the amount of people that also don't know this i mean i bet there's a lot of girls that are just sitting there like yeah because i've always said like i my hair is just something that I just like to put it up because I don't know how to make it look cute. And I have it in a bun all the time. So it has those creases in all the time. But because like I don't want to always straighten it. I don't want just that straight flat look that I just I I hate even touching with my hair now that I just literally go put it up, whatever. Oh, my God, you have to come see me. And and Melissa is probably cringing right now because she's like, oh, my God, this girl's ripping her hair. Yeah. Yeah. And like. After a workout, I like just put it like I take body showers because I've learned from Crystal and Shannon that you're not supposed to like wash your hair every day. So I've stopped doing that. It depends. You would if you want your hair to have a lot of volume, that means you want to remove oil. Then you are going to want to wash your hair, but you have to know that it may feel drier because you want it to have more volume. Right. So sometimes with more fluffy big hair the products you put in are going to have like more alcohol or things in it to kind of soak up the oil or give you that grit so it is going to feel it's not going to feel soft when you want volume yeah no that makes sense but if you want it to feel good then it's it's going to be a little bit more like silky which means it may have a little bit more oil to it which I like the silky, fresh feeling. And that's why I haven't washed my hair every day. But everything that you said, I'm like, wow, <laughs> right now. Even oh like, goodness. even you can even blow dry the creases out, like heat it up with a blow dryer and a brush instead of a flat iron on your hair when you like pull it down from a ponytail. Oh, okay. And then it would look a lot more polished but you can still have lived in hair. Like some of my girls let their hair air dry completely. And then they have a natural wave. Maybe the top doesn't wave as much. So they just pick up a couple pieces like here and like touch it up, like just a little curl to kind of look polished on the top to match their natural wave on the bottom. So it doesn't look like they just came off the beach. I'm stealing your girl, Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) 
you can you can have Melissa too. Oh my goodness, I love it. We'll do an open air haircut, all the things yeah. on the back porch. It's a thing. So tell people like where what you're doing right now, where they could find you if you're doing like FaceTime consulting how people yeah. could reach out to you definitely um you can hit me up on instagram melissa hoyle hair and we can like exchange information we can send inspo back and forth have a conversation via facetime or zoom whatever is more comfortable for people um or we can just chat when you get to my place so right now you can do open air haircuts so the spoken will is offering that, but since I kind of already have that space set up on my back porch, I'm just keeping it here because it's one-on-one and there's nobody else, which is great. So I basically have like an eight-foot table. You can come sit on either end of it. We can chat and then we'll mask up and put, like get a little bit closer, put the cape on, do the haircut. And where is that located? Where in LA? Or are you in LA? Like West Hollywood, Melrose. I mean, what would you say? Fairfax, Melrose, West Hollywood? Yeah, yeah. I just went and got my open air haircut on her back porch. It was sweet. It was actually really, it was a better than a salon experience, honestly. I love that. A lot of people have expressed that. Yeah. It's different. It's different. It's different. Yeah. I've seen guys get their haircuts now done on the sidewalk, so. Do you do, you do male haircuts? I do. I do all. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we have, we always ask our guests like a final question from the We're Not Really Strangers card game. So, <laughs> your question is What are you still trying to prove to yourself? Oh, I love this. Um, what am I still trying to prove to myself? I think that no matter I, that any circumstance, I will rise above and go over and beyond. And I think I've always done that throughout my life. But when you're in your twenties, you're kind of like proving that to yourself where it's in front of you. And when you're in your thirties, which now I am, it's kind of like, you're looking over and like, yeah, yeah, I'm, this is what I do. I always go over and beyond and it's great. And I can just own that and trust that every time. So I think that's like kind of where I'm at. Oh, I love that. I love that as well. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. Brittany's going to come stalk you now. (laughs) Literally, thank you so much for being on our podcast. I've learned so much. And just if I've learned a lot, I know a lot of other girls have as well. I love that. Yay. Well, come see me. Come find me. If you have any questions, DM me. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. We are so excited for our guest, Kathy, also known as Queen Tania. Kathy is a makeup artist in the LA area. Pre-quarantine, Kathy has made YouTube videos for makeup lines and skincare products. She has even partnered with ColourPop Cosmetics and other hot makeup brands. I met Kathy while working on a music video set, and we have stayed connected on Instagram ever since. Here is Kathy. Hey, welcome. How's everything been with you with quarantine and lockdown? Been, um, God, I would say amazing wow (laughs) okay everything um i think why what has made it amazing is being intentional with conversations with friends and facetime calls hours of just talking about everything um and it's just been more personable during these times so it's it's been good on my end 
That's good. That's good. I think that's something that all girls and just people in general are trying to cope with during this time. We're always trying to get ahead and trying to do something. But sometimes it's okay not to do anything and just talk to your friends. And we've said on another episode, like, just seeing how your friends are doing and talking is totally okay. You don't have to do anything. I think because of everything that's going on, we need to still continue um, our healthy relationships. I think it reminds us that we're human. and <laughs> We need that connection some way, somehow. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's been good. It's been good in that case. And, you know, working um, and everything else. But other than that, it's been good. I can't complain, to be honest. And so you work in beauty. Tell us about what you do and how you've been working in your career field during this time. Yes. So um, I do. I I have a few jobs. So I have about four jobs Um, from beauty. I do work uh, (laughs) completely the opposite. But in the beauty world, I have been um, pretty much creating at home content with loungewear (laughs) and trying out new looks um and looking on pinterest for ideas um for more creativity because it's hard you know when all these coffee shops are closed or cute little places that we all normally would like to take pictures at um it's been difficult so i've just been thinking of new things at home um what to do what kind of makeup looks to do i actually um a couple days ago we rented out this little little studio place just three people in there to um, do some sort of look for this video, um, this makeup brand. So that was exciting. Um, but it's, it's been, it's been hard too, um, because, you know, we're not always doing videos or going to meet clients to do their makeup. So it's been challenging at the same time. So it's changed by just having to create new ideas at home. Yes, literally, it's just been creating new ideas at home and thinking of new things. It's been super difficult because imagine at home, just like, okay, what else to do? I already took a picture next to this plant, plant. (laughs) (laughs) by the sofa, by the bed. Like, it's just been (laughs) all over. And then when it comes to beauty, like, what trends are you seeing that have changed during this time? I think the trends have turned into more simplistic looks. Um whether it be like a liner with freckles. I don't know if you guys have seen the new neon liners. Yes, I have. But natural, but glowy. (laughs) Not too intense, not full face, but more of a natural look. And yet so beautiful. Um, So it definitely has shifted. And I think it's because we're at home and we're just like, we're tired of adding so much product we're not even going to go out you know and so I think been, it's been turning into some more simplistic looks some aesthetic looks and I, I love them I'm here for them I love that too what neon liners do you recommend um there's one that I recommend I just started using it it's called it's glam vice cosmetics and they're pretty affordable they're like eight dollars like it's a little pot and it's gonna last you forever and you just add a little water and just use it as liner or as even eyeshadow so I mean, I love them. There's different colors. There's pastels, there's neons, super cute. And where would you look to learn how to use that? Because coming from someone that I just wear mascara and do my eyebrows, like I would not know what to do with a pot of eyeliner. (laughs) Girl, it is so hard. Um, Even me, like I think for me, (laughs) just uh, so what I'm, I'm a visual learner. Uh huh. If I see it, 
I'm like, okay, let me try it. And if I don't get it exactly the way I saw it, I'm going to try and try again. Even as a makeup artist, I feel like personally, I, I'm still learning. You're still growing, you know? Yeah. Um, I would say YouTube is helpful sometimes because I just stopped watching YouTube because sometimes it doesn't, we have different eyelids, but practice I think practicing and not getting frustrated and just trying to figure it out I did a look once with a neon green liner and I swear it took like two hours oh my god yes and I had time though <laughs> I had time to to spend just with the liner and yes I had my eyes kind of irritated for a moment because I kept like removing it with makeup remover but eventually we did it so it just takes practice and, and looking um, at inspiration and YouTube videos that's helpful I believe Nice. So the big difference, would you say, is just the natural makeup? Is there anything else besides eyeliner that you would suggest that people start using now? I would say be very simple. I, you know, we're wearing masks now and um, it's, it's summer and it's hot and not being too creepy. Maybe for our brows, like eyebrow gel, sealer for underbags. I don't wear foundation due to the summer. And so it's like, I don't like to feel heavy on my face. So I just like add some concealer, um, some eyebrow gel to kind of fluff up my brows without adding product. And that's about it. I, I wear mascara. If it's hot, I'll wear mascara only on my top lashes, but not on my bottom lashes because I don't want like those raccoon eyes. <laughs> that's what I've been changing up. And sometimes I don't even wear makeup. Sometimes I'm just like, my face is free and it feels good. I feel like that's something that everyone's realizing during this time with like any beauty trends, even nails. Some of my friends are like, I don't even want to get manicures anymore. Like, I don't want to wear makeup anymore. It's all natural. So yeah. Do you have like a skincare routine you've turned to? Because your skin is like flawless. <laughs> So good. Um, <laughs> what I've been um, trying out lately is, the, I don't know if you guys have heard, um, Fenty Skin just dropped. Drop. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh. Talk to me about this because everyone's been talking, my, my gay friends actually specifically are like Fenty Skincare. Good. I was so honored to, they emailed me and said, hey, um, you know, we're launching. I was like, no way. No way. Um, let me speak to the CEO, Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> like let's go um no but uh when i got the product um definitely the cleanser has a really amazing scent i have sensitive skin so for me scents are no good and this one did not irritate me and i think rihanna had made a video and explained that she also has sensitive skin so she wants to avoid causing irritation for people who have sensitive skin so she used whatever scent it has it, it my skin was okay with which i love the cleanser um, but that moisturizer with SPF, that one is honestly the best moisturizer I have ever tried on with SPF because I don't know if you noticed with any SPF moisturizer, it has like a dryness and a residue, like a white, like it gives you like a white veil and it feels kind of rough. I don't know. It just doesn't feel that moisturizing and it sucks in your skin really quickly. What does that with my skin? But this one is super moisturizing and it feels as though you just put in some water on your face and yet you can see a little glow. Like, it's amazing. Definitely has been a transformation into like the normal SPF uh, moisturizers, but definitely recommend. Like, okay. for sure. Is it tinted or is it just like a clear? It has like a light pink color, almost like it reminds me of the hydrating primers. Um, 
very similar to primer. The, the texture is very similar to a primer, a hydrating primer. What other brands have you seen coming out with lines and stuff right now that you think are like a talk of the town or must-haves? Um, well, ColourPop, they have the 4th of Ray for the skincare, right? Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, the, their new like skincare line. It's very affordable and they've been coming out with new oils, serums, I believe. Yeah, masks as well. I love those. But again, I have sensitive skin, so sometimes it just doesn't work for me. So far, I haven't had any crazy reaction. Uh, but if you want something to save a little bit of coins, you know, ColourPop has been launching pretty good skincare and their presentation is amazing. With skincare, I'm very specific in particular. Even First Aid Beauty is really great for mm -hmm. sensitive skin. And for right now, you know, all of us not wearing that much makeup, you need to take care of, take, take advantage and take care of your skin during these times, you know? I would say ColourPop and Fenty are, are my top favorite right now. Okay. Ooh, perfect. And then for face masks, everyone's been doing like a ton of those. What do you recommend? Okay, so I avoid wearing the, you know, the, the ones that come in little bags and, you know what I mean? The ones that just, the regular face mask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, those, I, I prefer the ones that, you know, come in a pot. You avoid the those? The rip off the top ones? <laughs> yeah. I would say because if you want a deeper, like, um, change or, um, like, a, a, a result, in your skin to last longer i would say focus on the ones that you know come in a container versus the ones that are in a little bag because those are just used for like a minute like you just use them for that day um you know what i mean does that make sense so it's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go out uh i need my face to be hydrated okay let me just slap in a, a mask real quick mm -hmm. and you'll see like a hydration that day but you won't see it the next day right um, so for me i i do like overnight masks. There's masks that you can leave on your face till the next morning. Um, but that's my reason, um, just because I want to see results instead of just one day thing. So Shannon and I occasionally go on some date nights, not together, but <laughs> um, so of course with the face covering require, what do you recommend we, that girls should do while they're going out? We have to wear the mask, but should we still do the eyes and up or how do we maintain the bottom parts that the mask will be covering? Someone asked me that a few days ago and I was just like I haven't worn any makeup on you know with my mask on what I've been doing and that it has worked um, is adding concealer only uh, because obviously our folks the focus is on the eyes right mm -hmm. and our eyes are you know into our soul and whatever you know it's deep so <laughs> add some concealer and then um, definitely some little bit of setting powder if need be and some mascara only on the top of my lashes like i mentioned because the mask is so close to almost our bottom lashes and when we're sweating or whatnot it's going to cause it to like raccoonize like i mentioned um or even wearing uh waterproof mascara would be great even though some people hate it because removing it is like the worst thing ever and then just fluffing up your brows i think this the more simple the more safer for your skin um, and you avoid having like to break out under your chin especially if you have oily skin and having the mask on top of that and then you're sweating and your pore your pores are like <laughs> boom you know so 
I would say just do the, the little concealer, some mascara, some brow gel. You're good to go. You're ready to slay. Take over the world, you know? You know, we've talked a lot of like what products you recommend with keeping on, but also what should we do to taking it off and making sure that it's clean by the end of the day? The mask? Uh, just any makeup removers in general. What should be the proper procedure? Oh, um, uh, makeup remover. Definitely a gentle cleanser. Mm-hmm. A gentle cleanser. Okay. What about makeup wipes? Makeup wipes? Um, I don't use makeup wipes. Um, and that's one, because I get a reaction. Second, you know, some company one time mentioned, hey, like makeup wipes is not um, safe for the environment. And, you know, you're throwing it away. Where does that waste go? And I was like, I felt bad. I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> so uh, ever since then, <laughs> I'm easy to convince, okay? I was just like, wow, okay. I don't want to hurt the environment. So um, what I use is a makeup balm. Uh, they're very popular right now. It's like a bomb and you just put it all over your skin and it melts your makeup. The texture is like chapstick, um, yeah. but it's bomb. And there's so many different types. Um, there's one called Elemis that I use. It's very strong in scent, but it doesn't, it's not irritable. And there's one from Monate. I don't know if you guys have heard of Monate. They also have a new one. Um, and then there's, another, there's a lot. Some have too much chemicals it's not good for you um but that one is a lifesaver especially when you're like lazy to remove your makeup at night that one just melts out your makeup and i use like a little towel and it just boom disappears gone you're good versus a makeup wipe because makeup wipe like immediately just remove it you still gotta use like five more you know yeah Yeah. i've always felt like i needed to wash my face after a makeup wipe because it leaves oils or i feel like there's oils still on my face Exactly. No, yeah, same thing. Same thing here. So, I mean, I use makeup wipes to like clean up areas um, where I did my makeup, you know, sometimes where you drop and whatnot. But for my face, not not really. Exactly. So where can people find you if they want to get their makeup done by you? Find me anywhere. I'm always around. I'm just kidding. I'm uh, find me on Instagram. <laughs> it's the only social media I'm, I'm having right now with in regards to my makeup. Um, it's at underscore queen, Q-U-E-E-N-T-A-N-I-L-L-A, and an underscore. Perfect. And then we also just ask all our guests at the end of our interviews, we use a, a card from We're Not Really Strangers. And so Shannon over here is going to ask the question. Yes. So your card says, what is a dream you've let go of? Um, being a singer. Me too, girl. Me too. That happens to me every time I get out the shower. Yeah. Hey, and one of my best friends, he's a singer. And he's like, Kathy, no. You tried. Well, thank you so much for coming on and answering our questions. Hey, thank you for having me. This was fun. We hope you enjoyed these two interviews and start working on your own quarantine style. Check out the description in the episode or our Instagram at In Our Feels Podcast to find Melissa and Kathy. As always, like, subscribe, rate, and DM us. We love you. Till next time. Bye.